Come on. He is strong. He is powerful. He is Eric Sue. He is the founder of ClickFlow, a content intelligence software company. He's built two podcasts, over 40 million downloads. His newest book, Leveling Up, is out now. I'm excited to have you on. Eric, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, thanks for having me, George. So the brief way to look at it is uh, my name's Eric Sue, and I help level up the world through marketing. And... um, yeah, I have a couple marketing businesses. Uh, one's called ClickFlow, like you mentioned. Have Single Rain. Uh, we have a marketing events business, and I also invest in uh, Martech SaaS companies. Got the podcast leveling up and a marketing school, so try to keep occupied. Um, but look, if you're just stripping me down to my essence, at the end of the day, I just love learning and I love teaching to kind of you know articulate my thoughts. And you know, without going too much into my childhood, the reason why I, I did something like, why would I even do a book? Um, why even call it leveling up? And so I, I did the esports before it became a thing. And, um, you know, that's where I learned resilience. I learned teamwork. I learned a lot of the the good habits that I have today. All I, I attribute really to the gaming. So, you know, my, my thesis is that life is, you know, probably better as a game. And, um, you know, I wake up every day, you know, ready and ready, excited to play the game of life and to play the ultimate game of business. So um, that's what it is. Nice. I love it. Fascinating, the world of esports and how it's grown and evolved. And I don't think it's accurate for parents to, to tell their kids that they're wasting their time playing, uh, playing, playing games anymore because now you have people making literally millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you know, now I think the difference is, you know, in the past, my mom and dad would take away my keyboard and my mouse and, um, you know, we wouldn't talk for weeks and weeks. I'd, I'd fight with one parent and not talk to the other one. And then, you know, my dad would take me to Burger King every day and we'd get two Whoppers and a, and a Diet Coke to keep the fat off. And, uh, you know, that's that, that I, I got pretty fat <laughs> doing that. Uh, but anyway, my, my point is, you know, nowadays, you know, you have parents that actually are curious about why their kids are so interested in it and they're buying them the best gear, the best things to kind of make them, you know, more successful. So it, the, the narrative have certainly changed a bit. Nice. All right. So you are obviously keeping yourself, I was going to say busy, but I, I don't know if you're keeping yourself busy or not. You certainly have a lot going on and probably a lot of demands on your attention. Do you consider yourself busy? Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's busy, but again, I, I feel like I'm having fun. So work, work is very much fun. I think if I don't like doing it, I just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, I hire people to do things that, that can do that. And, you know, that that's more simply put, but I, I mean, it, you know, I, I just realized as I get older that, you know, there's only a small subset of things that I'm actually good at. And then, you know, other people should be doing the other stuff that they, that they're like 10 times better than me at. So, um, I would say, you know, for me, I think it's constantly asking myself, you know, I kind of try to block out Fridays to spend more time to think, you know, what should I be starting? What should I be stopping? What should I keep doing? And then, so I don't get too overwhelmed. I actually have a, I'm looking at one of my post-its on my, my monitor, my, my word of the year is harvest. So not trying to take up, take on, you know, new things. Yeah. I, I think that that's awesome. All right. So you actually block out time, hopefully an entire day, Fridays to just reflect and just do whatever it takes to figure out what you need to start doing, stop doing, keep doing. And the, the, the word of, of, of the year is harvest. How did you settle on that? 
Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned earlier, I mean, we have a lot of irons in the fire right now. So, you know, all the things I mentioned earlier, plus, um, you know, we're looking at, um, you know, you know, other deals or acquisitions as well um, that are related to our current businesses. So I think trying to add on another thing and another thing, I think it's, you know, realizing that the opportunity of a lifetime comes every single year <laughs> and it's OK to take things slowly. I, I think, again, like, you know, the, the wiser we get, we realize to to probably think in decades, you know, operate quickly, but think in decades, you know, that that certainly slows down the pace a little bit um, and it makes things, you know, less stressful for everyone involved. Nice. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. So what is a content intelligence software company? Yeah, so ClickFlow, what it does is it helps you grow your SEO traffic while looking like a genius. And how it does that, I mean, without getting too technical, it basically helps your writers put in the right keywords when they're writing content. So they don't need to learn how to do SEO, but they know the right keywords to add in. Um, in the search engines, crawl that, and then you're able to get more traffic that way. It has a whole host of other features, but just think of it this way. If you're a writer, you don't understand SEO, but your boss wants you to, you know, um, help the page rank for certain keywords in Google. Um, now, you know, with a tool like this, it'll basically say, hey, you just need to add these words in, add these words in, and then just, you know, work your magic when it comes to writing, and uh, you'll get the best of both worlds. Nice. How did you figure that out? Yeah, I mean, you know, my, my background initially when I first started doing marketing, I started in SEO before I started learning everything else. <laughs> And um, I think SEO is still a very great skill to have. You know, people kind of poo-poo on search. But, you know, as long as people are searching for things in the world, there will be search engines. And, you know, I don't think that's going away anytime soon. But, you know, this is kind of SEO 101, just making sure that um, the content that you're creating, making sure that it's good, but also making sure that, um, you know, you have the right keywords in because it's still very much an algorithm um, or a search spider, sorry, that's actually crawling your content. Do people poo-poo on search because they want to, teach you how to sell or sell help you sell ads um i mean i think people poo poo on things they don't understand there's <laughs> right. a lot of variables they don't understand it or you know they think what they know is you know the, the end all be all uh, so you know yesterday evening i was in a clubhouse and uh, a clubhouse from the social audio chat room or the social platform and you know, one person was like, you know, Instagram's a dying platform and then he was all in on TikTok, right? And then you have other people that come in and disagree because, you know, they're all in on Instagram. So people are going to be a lot, you know, closer to whatever they spend their time on. Um, so it's just interesting to, you know, hear, oh, Instagram's dying, SEO's dying, YouTube's dying, this is dying. It's just, it's a very convenient thing to say, um, but it's, you know, often very unfounded. Yeah, like so much of life is just so binary these days. Um, so it's kind of silly. Instagram's dead. Let's move everything to TikTok. And that, you know, might be truth in there somewhere, but it's just a matter of, to your point, really making sure that you're creating good quality content. But when you're doing that, if you're checking that box, why not make sure that you are optimizing that to make sure that you're getting as close to the top as, as you possibly can? Totally. Is it is it possible to... Like, if if you're in a in an in industry, let's just say that that you're a financial advisor, is it possible to to get to the top of or the first page of Google? Yeah, I mean, you know, everything's possible. I think 
you know, the, the game is still very much the same. It's the two most important factors when it comes to SEO is content and links. Um, that's not going to go away, you know, at least probably in the next couple of years. And so you, you can certainly do it. It's just, um, you know, how much, you know, how much resources do you have? How much time and effort can you put into it? Um, you know, if you don't have the resources, obviously you got time and effort. If you do have the resources, you can go, uh, Perhaps you can go maybe buy one of the top results, um, buy one of those websites, and then boom, all of a sudden you have the top result. Hmm, nice. So when you say content, I think that I understand what that means. Is that, and and is is that if I am interested in doing financial advisory for uh, people that own pet stores, does content mean that I'm just constantly creating? new blog posts and how to's just just new stuff about how people that own pet stores do financial planning is that what content is yeah i mean content could be you know kind of the informational stuff that you're talking about the how-to stuff or it could just be a simple page on you know people signing up for your services that you know that can be um kind of you know more mature content for people that are actually looking right so it's known as you know you have top of the funnel content which is more informational middle of the funnel which might be like ebooks something like that and then bottom of the funnel is just trying to get people to take an action to maybe sign up for an appointment or buy something from your website got it and when you say links what does that mean yeah i mean links are i don't know how advanced or uh, beginner your, your audience is but these are just kind of the, the links that you're seeing on the on, on you know the web right so if you click on something it takes you to another website uh that's a link these are seen as you know when the search engine spiders see them um you know essentially they can be votes of confidence so if you have a link coming in from a reputable website let's say you have a link coming in from uh oh i don't know like the the atlantic or something like that um or huffington post like those are high highly authoritative websites and then getting a link from that website is a, a good vote of confidence it's probably the easiest way to think about it got it so it's working to get links directing people to my site does it also mean links that i include in my content going to somebody else's site no so i mean you linking to someone else's site could i mean that that's helpful to them um sure. but in, in general like it's it's not that helpful to you i mean it is a positive signal to the search engines that you know it's you know all the links on your site are not pointing to yourself but <laughs> um you know that's about it okay fair enough all right so search is certainly not going away anytime soon i mean that that, that, that strikes me as um, I'd be surprised that people are saying that that it's dead because I know when when I search for things I almost I almost avoid the 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 ones that are paid that are popping up at the top. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know that I do that all the time, but obviously people click on that stuff because there's always things there. So how else how else should people be thinking about SEO beyond what we've just talked about? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, look, SEO teaches you to think long term like an investor. It compounds over time. It's probably a two to three year journey to even start to get it to work. But um, look, you know, SEO at the end of the day, you're driving traffic to your website. Um, you know, the intent is there, you know, people searching for things. Um, and, you know, you can retarget those people. You can do a lot with that traffic, right? You can collect emails from it and you can just build on top of it. You know, once you get it going, create more content. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's basically it around SEO. So that really does require a, a, a legitimate strategy and probably having a calendar for content creation if you're going to do it because I'm sure that it requires consistency. Yep. Got it. All right, nice. And in terms of... You growing a podcast, two podcasts, over 40 million downloads. Tell me a little bit about that. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's I mean, it just takes time to compound, right? It's um, you know, the first year I was only getting nine downloads a day. The second year I was only getting thirty downloads a day, and then you know, if I kept going, I was optimizing for the learnings, not so much the downloads. Um, that's how we got to where we are right now, uh, basically at about fifty million downloads now. Um, you know, and and that's you know, the, the whole thing is this. I, I think whether it's it's the podcast took about two to three years to make it work. You know, our our website, our blog, you know, we're getting a about 350,000 visits a month, which is decent, but we know we use that same playbook, took about two to three years. You know, I have another blog that gets about 5 million visits a month, took about two to three years. Um, and then, you know, just thinking about uh, the the book I have in front of me right here, Leveling Up, which is, you know, the, the main thing I've been working on, um, not so much the SEO stuff, not so much, you know, kind of the other stuff we're talking about right now, but um, it's, you know, six years working on, on, on the book. Um, and so the main point here is that, you know, even with business, all things take time to compound. Um, and I think that's kind of the, the key takeaway, you know, podcast, SEO book, any, any of these things. Nice. So the book is six years in the making. Correct. Nice. Okay. And what, what should people expect when they pick it up? Yeah. I mean, you know, the book is around the concept, you know, leveling up. It's the subtitle is how to master the game of life. I, I think it's, you know, one of the things is gaming creates success. So, you know, there's over 3 billion people in the world that have played games. And, you know, understanding that there's a stigma towards gamers right now. Most things initially get dismissed as a toy. So Snap was dismissed as a toy. Bitcoin was dismissed as a toy. And, um, you know, games were dismissed as, as toys initially. But eventually what happens is these things become inevitable and you have to acknowledge them. It's just the way it is. Um, you know, but the easier way to look at it, to reframe it, is to think about sports. From sports, you know, why do people, why do you know, parents let their kids play sports? Because you learn a lot. You learn resilience. You learn teamwork. You learn a lot of these. You learn communication. Um, you know, from games, you can actually learn a lot more, a, a lot more of that. Uh, and plus, you know, there's a lot of other, you know, benefits you can get too, right? So obviously, you don't want to overdo either. So if you overdo too much, you know, sports, you know, you can overtrain and get injured. If you overdo too much gaming, you know, you kind of lose, you know, touch with the, with the world and then you know you could probably you know become really unhealthy too which has actually happened to me you know back in my college days sure um and so you know the, the point here is that um gaming can create leaders and then the ultimate game is is business and but if you approach you know life as a game you know going around collecting power-ups every single day and then refreshing those power-ups you know an example might be you know working out and then you know constantly doing that every single day you're going to be the best version of yourself and you're going to enjoy it and you're going to keep playing the game until until you pass away but then you know you're you're content the whole time doing it cuz you're happy so yeah i think that that's a a great a great metaphor for life right there of going around and making sure that you are at full power as often as you can be and finding those things that are going to allow you to do that uh, you mentioned uh, leaving space and time on Fridays to be able to do that. Do you have other, I don't want to call them tips or tricks, but how else are you keeping your battery up? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the concept around the book is, is you know, collecting power-ups or building the right habits, having the right mental models, but also, you know, talking about habits. One of the pre-habits I have, I guess, before the day starts is, you know, the the evening before, I'm spending a lot of time thinking about or the, the effort that goes into how I optimize my sleep, I didn't think about this too much before. So when probably in my early 20s, for whatever reason, uh, starting then, I, I would have to 
wake up maybe three or four times a night to use the restroom, right, sleeping, and that's just not good. I, I never really knew why um, until I started looking more into sleep. Probably my my early thirties, um, I was like, okay, you know, people are talking about here's what you need to do exactly, right? So sleep at sixty eight degrees, you know, have a sleep mask, um, you know, um, do, you know, track your sleep and all that. So I, I do all this other stuff now where you know I, I have a you know an aura ring that tracks my sleep and I can see the analytics. I have an eight sleep that will cool my bed. Um, I sleep at 68 degrees. You know, I just have everything now has made it where I don't need to get up at all to wake up in the evening to to use the restroom, right? And my sleep's a lot stronger. My my analytics are a lot better. But you know that it carries over that compounds into my day. So then the day starts. You know, there's all the you know people talk a lot about meditation. To talk about working out. They talk about diet. Like sure, you do all that. You journal in the morning. You do all that. But I think it's making sure that as you're getting into each day, because each day is a gift, that you're getting off with a head start. And I think then it compounds. Your, your day is already snowballing, um, you know, once you have kind of these, you know, a couple of first power-ups um, initially. But, you know, your mileage may vary. It's just, it's just just what I do. I love it. No, I think the more mindful and thoughtful you can be about optimizing every aspect and as many aspects as, as you can, whatever you have an appetite for, obviously there's, you got to draw the line probably at something, but, um, yep. or maybe not, maybe you just keep going, man. <laughs> so, uh, yep. I love it. Well, Eric, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm staring at this, this Pokemon card in front of me. Um, and I, I paid, you know, paid a couple thousand dollars for it. And so it's like, you know, why did I pay a couple thousand dollars for a piece of cardboard? Well, you know, I, I think it's, Thinking about again earlier, I think I mentioned you know thinking in decades, right? So thinking long term, when you're able to think long term, you're able to think in decades. Um, you think like an investor, and so you think about how you invest your time, you think about how you invest your money, um, and you know it it causes you to be a lot more patient. And what ends up happening is all your good decisions start to compound over time. Um, because you've been patient, you've been short-term urgent, but long-term you're, you're very patient. And I think just most people aren't willing to do that. If you look at most people, you know, in the in the stock market, they keep thinking about timing the market. When the reality is, when you spend more time in the market, right, versus timing the market, that's how you win in the long term. So whether it's investing, whether it's thinking about success, what just anything in life in general, um, just thinking about, hey, like how do you how do you spend quality time on something to help it really grow, and how do you stay patient while you watch it grow? Oh, I think that, that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Yes, it is about time in the market, not timing the market, and investing, committing for the long term. That is all excellent stuff. Well, Eric, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can people engage with you? How can they get a copy of the book? Yeah, yeah. Savage Nation can go to levelingup.com, or you can go to your favorite online retailer to pick it up. It's just leveling up, and that's basically it. Love it. Levelingup.com. That is a that is an awesome, awesome website address you got, man. Thanks, appreciate it. <laughs> Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Eric your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to levelingup.com. Pick up a copy of Leveling Up: How to Master the Game of Life. Thanks again, Eric. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show.